You're listening to the Relationship Centered Learning Podcast, a podcast to inspire and empower you to be a difference maker in a dysfunctional educational system. Hear weekly from adults and students who are having a radical impact in the education space as they share from their minds and hearts, giving us practical tools that we can take back to our classrooms and campuses. Here to take you outside the educational box is author, disruptor, and your host, Kevin Curtis. We are March 22nd, 2021. My apologies. We have not had a solo episode in a little while. Uh, it's been an interesting journey. Uh, moved, had a lot going on. We've had quite a few episodes. And I wanted to make sure that I ended up back on a Monday and Denise was my 50th episode. So with all that coordination out of the way, I'm back. Here we are back with a Mindset Monday. You know, Denise and I were talking on Thursday about a lot of different things that have uh, impacted us over the years and some of our feedback from some of our best episodes. And Denise brought up the strong black woman story that I that she loves when I tell. And I thought to myself, I have not shared that story in such a long time, even in a training set of situation. So I felt like today was a great opportunity to share that story. Before we get started, we are super excited about hosting our virtual conference. It is coming up July 13th and 14th. If you head over to rclfirst.com, you can click on the link. You can either join to be a participant and attend the virtual conference, or if you're looking for a speaking opportunity at our conference, head over to rclfirst.com and click on the link and either join to attend or join to speak. So let me set the context of this story. I'm at Ed White Middle School in San Antonio, Texas. I am there. I am in charge of eighth grade, primarily discipline. We all have sixth, seventh, and eighth graders on our campus, about a thousand students. I'm really thinking at this situation at this time of the year, we've been using restorative practices for almost two, for two years plus. This is my third year using it with my group of students. I looped up with them. So I have relationships with my kids. I get to know my students and my community and my parents. So there's a lot of uh, interesting dynamics that go into this story, but I'll set the stage. I'm an assistant principal at my middle school, eighth grade, my responsibility. It is a Monday morning. I come into work and there is a fight in the courtyard. And after we break up the fight, we get things settled down. I have an eighth grade student that I am responsible for discipline who has now gotten into a fight with a sixth grade student, a younger female, two females in the courtyard having in a fight. I deal with my eighth grade student. She has been in a fight before. I've seen this pattern before. I've talked to the parents before we've been in this situation. I've placed her in in-school suspension. We've got multiple things going on right now. And I'm not dealing with the sixth grade parent. That's another assistant principal that's dealing with that parent. Fast forward all of a sudden to come into Tuesday morning and I go up into the front office, I'm taking care of some things. And they said, Hey, Mr. Curtis, you have a parent here for you. I look over and I see the eighth grade parent sitting there and I'm assuming that's who's there to see me. And they're like, no, it's just this, this parent over here. Oh, and I was like, Oh, I'll be right with you guys. And, and I just waved at the parents for the eighth grade student. And I walked this other parent back as I'm walking her back. She starts to inform me as we sit down in my office that uh, she is the parent of the sixth grade girl that was beat up by the eighth grade girl. And I was like, yes, ma'am, what can I do for you? And she said, well, you know, I know we're new to the school this year. We're new to the area. I want to give you a little bit of backstory. My daughter and I, we went to Dallas over the weekend. And when we were there, we went there to get her hair twisted and braided. And we were there and my daughter's phone started blowing up. And I have these text messages 
of where this the the sister uh, of this girl was 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 threatening her and all these things. And I said, okay, let me. So she shows me these messages, and it says, you know, when it comes to Monday, I'm going to beat your butt. All these things, these threats, these tones, and everything. And I said, wow. And I said, okay. And she said, so basically on Monday, this girl followed up with what she said she was going to do. And I thought to myself, wow, okay, this is a, there is a little bit more context of fi- than, than, than just a fight in our courtyard. So as I'm going through this, I'm listening to her and she says, this is interesting part. She says, and all I really want is justice. Now, for all of my parents that come in for a variety of different things, whether they're upset, whether they just want um, to be heard, I've rare, rarely heard the parent use the word justice. So as I'm hearing her use the word justice, thinking restorative justice, thinking restorative and what we're doing. I'm like, well, what does justice look like? And she said, well, I think charges need to be pressed against this young lady for the assault on my daughter. She said, I think we we need to pay to get the hair fixed. I think there needs to be a lesson for this young lady to be learned in this. So she starts going through all those types of things and I'm making a list. And now in my mind, I have in the past, I've tried to do what I call family group conferences, where I bring two families that are struggling over something like this, could be conflict, drama, fights, whatever. And I've done these family group conferences and they have been successful in the past. I start to reflect as this sixth grade mom is sitting here, I know the eighth grade mom is, parents are sitting up in the front office waiting for me. So I go out on a limb and I said, what if I could set up a meeting where we actually talk to the parents of the other young lady that you're referencing? And then she was like, oh, I think that'd be awesome. Now, for me, I always think about preparation before facilitation. So I need to make sure that this this parent that I've just met for the first time is not going to be crazy because I never put crazy with crazy. And so she seems calm. She really seems like I'm upset, but yet I just want certain things. And then she described justice. So my first gut instinct is it would be okay for them to meet. And I'm talking about like now, if possible. So then I said, hey, can you give me a minute? I really want to talk to the other parents. And there she was like, absolutely. So I move her into another space. I go up in the front office. I grab the other eighth grade parents the, of the girl that beat her up. They're like, oh, Mr. Curtis, we are so sorry that our daughter chose these, another choice like this. And, you know, we really hope that we wouldn't be in this situation again. And we're talking through things. And I said, yes, this is our reality. We've been here before, but I've got a different situation this time. Last time, it took us a little while to meet with the other party and their parents, I said, I actually have the girl's mom here right now that your daughter beat up on yesterday. And she said, oh, we would love to meet with her. And I've had these parents in a family group conference because of a previous fight the previous school year. So again, just describing my gut instinct says preparation before facilitation. We never want to move too fast, but it just seems like the pieces are moving together quickly to make this happen. So they agree. I think she agrees. I set up this room. Again, I went back to the mom. I said, okay, I'm going to bring you in with the parents. Just remember, it's really about what we can get to the root issue of how you were impacted. I said, all the stage, we get into the room. As soon as we get into the room, immediately, now for the eighth grade girl, you have mom and dad. For the sixth grade girl, you just have mom. So immediately they come into the room. The dad shakes the mom's hands. The moms hug each other and they just start talking. And they were like, hey, how are you today? How is your daughter? Just just general conversation. And, I, and, and I'm like, wow, okay. So as we sit down, immediately, the first thing they start to talk about is, is just 
some background to the story, what's going on, what their version of what, what they're hearing and different things. And so they're sharing information and I'm just letting him get caught up. And then all of a sudden they said, hey, can we bring my daughter in? And the sixth grade mother says, can we bring my daughter in? And they were like, absolutely. So when they bring the sixth grade daughter in, she starts to explain to the entire group, me and to the parents, that the issue actually started, you got to follow this pattern. The issue actually started with the eighth grade girl, her younger sister, who's in sixth grade. And what we find out through this discussion is we end up bringing the young lady of the sixth grade, younger sister of the eighth grade. So now the parents, mom and dad are sitting with their sixth grade daughter. The mom is sitting with her sixth grade daughter and they're all sitting and we're discovering what was the root issue of this fight. You've got to rewind to the Friday before this fight. In the PE locker room, there were instigators who were walking around trying to get students to be in what they called a 10-second fight. For you, for you that don't know what a 10-second fight is, it's literally like a quickly promoted fight where two people are called out and they actually time it for 10 seconds. And for 10 seconds, you get in as many swings as you can. Typically, they're recorded. Typically, they're set up. Sometimes a, a leader in the class will say you and you at the end of class, we're doing a 10 second fight. So that's what happened is the sixth grade daughter and the sixth grade sister of the girl who beat her up in eighth grade. They both got into a sixth grade 10 second fight on Friday. Nobody even knew about it. The coaches didn't know about it. The parents didn't know about it, but obviously the two individuals knew about it. And so guess what? The sixth grade sister of the eighth grader goes home and says, hey, I got into a 10 second fight. Now the eighth grader starts getting upset at this. So as they, as the sixth grade girl disappears, this is the victim, she goes and disappears to Dallas to get her hair done and she's uh, with her mom, her phone starts blowing up and getting messages. And what's interesting is the eighth grade daughter has no technology. So she's using the six, her sister's sixth grade account to start to threaten this young lady. So the eighth grade girl threatens her all weekend long using the sixth grade younger sister's devices or technology. And, and basically, because the parents are like, how did she be able to do this? And she's like, well, I let my sister use it. So the mom and dad are very disappointed. But here's what's interesting. Now we're at least understanding, like even the mom who wants justice, she's like, oh, now I understand where this all stemmed from. And she can't believe that her daughter got into a 10 second fight. So she still wants justice. She still wants something done about the eighth grader. But it's so crazy that now she's understanding and her whole perspective has changed about her daughter because she had no idea that her daughter was even involved in a 10 second type of fight on Friday. So now she's really understanding a little bit more clearer picture of what's going on. So we go through the situation. The two girls are, are, are discussing what happened. We get enlightened. And now they say, well, then we need to bring in the eighth grade sister. We need to find out where she's at. So eighth grade girl comes in. I go get her out of in-school suspension. I bring her in. She sits down. As soon as she sits down next to mom and dad, I told them, I said, let's bring her up to speed. We let her know. And this was interesting. We didn't quite let her know we knew all of the information about the messages that she was sending. But it was interesting is, as we started to sit down and we were like, so tell us what happened. And she was like, oh, well, she was threatening my sister. So I just stepped in front of her yesterday morning and, and she pushed me. So I pushed her. And so I got into a fight and she kind of tried to paint this story that on Monday morning, this fight came out of nowhere. 
But then when we let her know, so what were all the messages for? And the, and the eighth grade daughter was like, what do you mean? What messages? And she's like, well, these messages that you sent to my daughter all weekend. And we were like, yeah, we have a, and you could just see her head shrink. And she's just like kind of embarrassed. And she didn't know that we knew about those. And we're like, yeah. And she was like, well, you know, she, she beat, she, she fought my sister. And so you don't fight my sister without fighting me and all this stuff. And so the parents are like, that's not how we raised you. You didn't even tell us these things. And you use your sister's account to threaten her. And then the mom of the victims, she said, um, and you did exactly what you said you were going to do. You said on Monday, you're going to beat my girl, my daughter's ass. And that's what you did. Don't try to paint a picture that you try to come up there and get between these two, because there was no beef left between these two. You came up on Monday and did exactly what you said you were going to do. And when you did that, you pulled her hair out, you ripped these braids out, these twists and all these things. And I said, my daughter didn't have any beef with you, didn't do anything with you. She participated in this sixth grade fight because that's what was staged on Friday. So I'm not sure where you were at and why you were thinking you needed to do this. And so as we start to get through some of the information, all the information starts to come to the surface. And as we start to go through this, we start to realize like, okay, here's where we're at. We had this sixth grade fight on Friday. The older sibling gets frustrated about it, contacts the other sixth grade girl and starts threatening her. And as she's threatening her, the other girl, there's a lot of anxiousness coming to school on Monday because she's not sure what she did or why she has as a beef with the eighth grade girl. And so, as they start to unveil this information, parents starting to see this, the students are starting to see this, I'm starting to see where all the root issues come from. But what's interesting is, is I go with the mom from justice because the mom from just that wanted justice, she came in with such this interesting demeanor. And so she started looking and she said, can I talk to you? And she asked the parents, she said, can I speak to your, to your daughter? Very respectfully. The parents were like, absolutely. And when this woman started speaking to this young lady who was in eighth grade who beat up her sixth grade daughter, she started like going on like a 90 second monologue. And she said, do you know what it's like to be a strong black woman? She said, do you know our challenges to be a strong black woman? And she said, strong black women, they don't fight each other. They lift each other up you went through this whole scenario where you allow people to manipulate you. And she's talking to the sixth grade girls. And then as you as an older sister, instead of getting the information, instead of going to your parents, instead of supporting this, you did exactly what non-strong black women do is just fight it out. They don't even talk. They didn't even do these things. And now you're in in-school suspension, right? You're, you're having these issues. You're dealing with these discipline situations. And I will tell you, like during this 90 second to two minute monologue, the mother was so compelling. The room was so silent. And as she almost stepped up to a podium of telling us what it was like to be a strong black woman, at the end of her speech, I looked at each other and I looked at everybody in the room and I wanted to be a strong black woman. Like she drew the whole conversation in and when we went along with this, 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 it took such a twist and a turn that the mother started saying, 
Strong black women don't belong in in-school suspension. Strong black women don't fight. Strong black women support each other. They lift each other up. They don't tear each other apart down. It was this amazing speech about a strong black woman that, that just, you, it moved the entire room, including me. And as we started to finish up this discussion, you know, one of the things I asked her was, well, what do you need? Because earlier you came in, I want justice. And that would be pressing charges, repairing the hair, all the variety of different other things that she was deemed as justice. And what's interesting for me is as we went through the conversation and the mom was getting to know the parents who were holding their children accountable, they were, she was meeting the siblings, the eighth grade and the sixth grade sibling involved in the fight with her, with her daughter. She started to recognize, and what she said was, Mr. Curtis, you know, 30 minutes ago, if you would have asked me what I wanted, I told you, I want to charge this press. I want, I, want her, I want things to happen to her. I need her to fix her hair, all these different things. And she said, but getting to know the family now, she said, I struggle. She said, because I grew up with uh, the Bible and a belt. And I just paused for a second because I was like, please don't tell me we're even going to talk about whooping or, or bringing out the Bible at this point. But here's what she said. If you ask me what I need now, I need these young ladies. And she pointed to the eighth grade girl and the sixth grade sister, the siblings. And she said, I need these young ladies to come over to my house on a Sunday and we need to break bread and we need to go to church and we need to talk about what it's like and what it's going to take to be a strong black woman in this community. And I just kind of sat back and the parents started shaking their heads and everybody were like, we need to come to church with you. She said, I got a swimming pool. We can take the kids swimming. We can have lunch. I'll bring, and I'm watching this conversation just surround me about where these parents are willing to take these kids and 30 minutes before this, you had parents that were just apologetic and you had a parent who wanted justice. And I think what I take away from this, this family group conference and this interaction, this impactful interaction is when we started focusing on what we really needed and what she needed as a mom and ultimately what all both students needed and the families needed was just to connect. But the fact that we were able to connect on the concept of what these young ladies needed to understand what it's like and what it's needed to be a strong black woman in a community where that is not always supported was something amazing to participate in. I will never, ever forget that conference, that conversation, or that feeling of me being drawn in to saying I wanted to be a strong black woman. Hey guys, I hope that you enjoyed that episode. Just a quick mindset Monday, just thinking about this, reflect through that, What pull some thread through that, make some comments. Let's put some stuff on the social media page, on our Relationship Center Learning Facebook page, connect with us, reach out to each other, take care of each other, and we will connect with you next time. <laughs>